Hello, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. You look well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you look refreshed. Your face looks healthy. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad it's, uh, it's reflecting in my physical appearance. <laughs> yeah. Nice. As the listeners, as the listeners can see, um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling quite well. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although you're naked again for some reason. <laughs> Shh, you weren't supposed to tell him that. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll cut that out. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's edit that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So, hi. How's uh? How are things? How's life? How's business? Um. Yeah. What's I'm. I'm on? feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic this week. Yeah. I shipped a thing, and that always feels good. So. <laughs> I think listeners could probably hear it in my voice last week, the anxiety creeping in that that often happens with entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of that was, I mean, definitely things, valid things to be concerned about and, what, and whatever, but like also just the, I don't know, the weight of working on a thing for a while, like a long running task to me always um, has a certain mental burden to it. And combine that with the fact that like, because I'm solo, which I talked about, you know, last time as being a challenge, like it feels like things on other fronts slow down a bit while I'm heads down on this one thing. So like, anyways, it, it feels really good to have shipped the thing this week, finally got it out. And now knowing that like, ah, my days are freed up a little bit to kind of shift my focus to areas where I feel like maybe things have dropped off a little bit, um, because I don't have this thing that is drawing all my attention. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, you seem pretty different than last week. Yeah. 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 That's good. I, I think we talked about last time, like how easy it is to, to switch week to week, mm-hmm. just like from, from pretty large extremes. I am definitely on the roller coaster, but also like uh, having some conversations too with, with some mentors and stuff, which, which always helps. Um, yeah. Are you making use of the uh, Tiny Seed Mentor Network? Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I haven't dug too deep into that well yet. But yeah, I'm starting to starting to make use of at least a few uh, key folks in there. So it's good. I've been surprised how much value I've gotten from various people over the months and years with just avoiding bad ideas and pursuing good ones. It's man, it's so good. I'm actually getting ready uh, probably tomorrow or maybe probably Monday. I'll write my uh, October uh, advisor update, which will be, be fun to send out. And are you feeling good about the, the contents of that? Like, do you think it's going to be a... Yes. Yeah, definitely. I am feeling good about all that or pretty much everything in there. So happy to dive into some of that if that sounds interesting. Oh, it does sound interesting. <laughs> okay. If, if you want to record a podcast about it, we can do that now. <laughs> oh, we might as well since we're both on a mic with a recorder. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, first, uh, quick personal news. Uh, I just moved into my new apartment, which is a nice uh, quality of life upgrade. Um, so I've been staying with my parents, which is kind of hilarious because I was, you know, in my late 30s living at home. Uh, but actually, that was pretty great. Like they have a cute dog and they have a nice house. And it was it was kind of sobering, like leaving, like, I probably will never live with my parents for that long again. And I was like, I'm glad I actually had this experience. It was it was really nice. I liked it. And we were all like kind of sad. and Like we're all going to like miss each other because we got used to hanging out way more. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice. To yeah. Have those, those points of time, those short periods of time where you get to kind of, yeah be close to family yeah. it's nice you know years from now i think i'll still appreciate that that mm-hmm. long chunk of time we get to spend together mm-hmm. that's cool yeah so but i'm in the new apartment now moved in yesterday uh movers are still 100 percent worth the expense i don't mm-hmm. care what it costs <laughs> don't ever move yourself yeah you can at all avoid it yeah that was great um and yeah the new place is nice it's definitely the nicest place i've lived 
Uh, it's kind of a uh, treat myself kind of thing. Uh, so uh, everything's nice and new and shiny, and it's it's pretty pretty great. Very cool. Are you in Boston, or is it just outside of Boston, or where? Outside of Boston. So okay. um, Tuple headquarters is in Somerville, which is just a city outside uh, Boston, not too far, a couple miles. The new place is a ten minute walk uh, from the office. Very cool. Very cool. Is yeah. the office at one of the the Tuple? folks's house or oh yes have, okay. yes tuple headquarters is at joel's condo oh nice <laughs> okay so the office quote-unquote is the second bedroom that they mm-hmm. don't use that much very so nice through through three desks in there and there we go all the best startups uh start in somebody's you know extra bedroom so yeah it makes sense the, the, the rent the price is right the rent yep. is great yep actually working out of a house is wonderful like having a proper kitchen to do lunches at and like you know we play some video games during the day and we store our bikes here and like it's it's nice to actually have all this room and, and real you know facilities if we added some people and decided we want an office i would probably want to look into like renting a, a thing like this like like can we rent a two-bedroom house somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i see these um in downtown minneapolis like along a, a stretch that i am commonly hitting up restaurants and stuff i see these like live work spaces I don't know what balance of living and working they are, but some of them, like people are running like a pop-up restaurant out of it. Other people just seem to have like a little studio set up, but there's like in all of them, there's like a giant kitchen in the back and like some couches, but then clearly some like workspaces too, which is just kind of an interesting concept. Totally. Yeah. I could see that being good. One, one cool thing about this new apartment area is there's like a, um, like a big kind of like a common space they call it like the a suite or something but it's it's like a just like a large open area with a bunch of seating and a kitchen and a roof deck and it's almost like a fancy co-working space that i think i can invite other people into which would be pretty cool nice like way to break up the the week perhaps do a half day there or something so yeah so that's exciting that's nice to not be a car commuter anymore can't tell you how good that is i knew it was going to be annoying and I was still surprised at like how much it added to my stress level to start the day with like a frustrating near hour long commute and get to work feeling kind of crappy. And then like to end the day and be tired and be like, I'm going to get in this car and sit in another hour of traffic. And it's like, or I could wait until traffic clears up, but then I have to kill like two and a half hours doing something here. And then I'm going to get home at nine. And it's just like, oh, there's just no good options. Oh, so I feel really relieved to be out of that particular such thing. a such a quality of life boost, you know. I mean, for sure, yeah. And my walk is down a bike path. I don't even have to walk on any roads. Oh, it's nice. kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. You, will you do it all winter? You think? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's only ten minutes. Yeah. And I have boots and stuff. I was born here. I know how to walk in snow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I feel good about that. This is the first time I lived alone. Second time, actually, but first time in a while. And so it'll be interesting to see how the social isolation part of that feels. Not my strong suit being alone, but we'll see. So I got a 10-month lease. So if, you know, worst case scenario, I can bail out pretty fast. If it, if I'm like, you know what, this is not good. Uh, but but we'll see. We'll give it a shot. Well, I imagine it's good that you're coming into an office with your co-founders and getting all that kind of interaction. I imagine it'd be much tougher if you were working like a remote programming job alone in your apartment that you're living in by yourself. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That would be a disaster for me, mental health wise, for sure. But yeah, that was kind of my theory was like, okay, I'm I'm getting enough social interaction, I think, during the day that I and like when I had roommates in my other place, like we didn't interact that much, honestly. But more on that later, I'm sure. So this last week, over the weekend, we read uh, Shape Up, uh, Ryan Singer's book, which is great, by the way, as expected. And so we spent some time this week, and tomorrow uh, we are actually going to be presenting um, some of our shaped pitches 
at basically a, a betting meeting to talk about like what we think we should uh, invest time in next. So I'm, I'm excited to have a more intentional approach to what we're doing next. I think the mostly ad hoc thing pretty much works, but it's easy to keep pushing off things that we think are good ideas that are never quite urgent feeling. I saw a couple of things that Spencer is going to planning on proposing. And it's like, oh yeah, some of these would be, oh man, I would love to just invest the whatever couple of weeks it takes to get this thing out the door. It's not urgent, but it's going to make people happy. That's cool. So are there any, any known modifications to the process that you guys are going to make at this point? I think we're going to not follow the six week cycle. So I think we're going to more decide on our appetite for a thing for each bet one by one, which is one of the changes they sort of recommend in the how to adapt this for a small team section. And so I think we will do that. Uh, although the idea of like really settling down and spending six weeks on something substantial and meaty doesn't sound kind of fun or like it could yield some pretty substantial progress on something. So I might do that. I don't think I've ever in my professional career just like cleared everything off and said, this is the only thing I'm doing for six weeks. Like I feel like I could get, I could get a pretty monster thing done in that long. So I'm not used to thinking in, in, in bets that big, but that, that's kind of exciting to th- think like, what could you do in that amount of time? Yeah, especially if you can reach the point where like, and maybe you're there right now, where it feels like the core of the product is pretty stable. Like it does it does what most people expect it to do. And now it's like, what's the next innovation? What's the next thing that's really going to make this, you know, really awesome for your for your market? And Yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head's at lately. I'm, I'm starting to dare to think a little bit bigger, actually, which is kind of cool. But it'll be interesting to see the results of like actually doing the meeting and then picking the things and then implementing it and seeing how that, that next phase of the process goes. Because the book goes beyond the sort of just like pick the work and then assign it. it and then there's next like you should work on work, you know, in this way. So that is coming soonish. I was just looking at our numbers. So I want to talk about the sort of free trial progress. Um, so last month, we ended up with 32 trials. And this month, which is wrapping up in just a handful of hours... We are at 114 trials, uh, which is pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> now, now that is, yeah, that's probably not representative of what the actual steady state is going to be because we emailed 7,000, 8,000 people like, hey, you can have a free trial now. Mm, and so got it. Yep. A, a bunch of people had seen an offer to pay for a trial and were like, nah, and then like got the free trial. So I don't expect to sign up that many trials in November, uh, but it's nice that November will probably be pretty good depending on what the conversion rate looks like mm-hmm. when you when you're your first conversions coming through off the trial um pretty soon the biggest batch is basically um early next week okay all right yeah, that's exciting so yeah yeah so there'll be a handful of days where we'll, we'll have a lot more data come in of like you know 20 30 trials ending mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens so any surprises so far off of these trial users have they been noisy in support have they been quiet what's the what's kind of the I haven't looked at the like the how many new support conversations have started metric, but it doesn't seem to be much higher. It seems like there's not a huge support burden for these things for adding, you know, more teams. There's some, but it's not doesn't seem crazy. Maybe Joel will reflect on this as I'm t- as he hears it now <laughs> and say, "What are you talking about? <laughs> a ton of work." I've been slammed for the last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're getting in at six, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, <laughs> my perception from over here is it seems okay i'm surprised at the difference but also somewhat not surprised because it just we went from like a thing where ever like just so many people were like this doesn't make sense to me to you know okay i wish i didn't have to enter any credit card that'd be nice but at least this is now like a much more like a more tenable pitch to make to somebody like hey can i have this credit card no one's going to charge it or even i'll use my personal card for the first couple weeks or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah 
Any plans to test no card required at this point? No firm plans, but I do kind of want to keep walking it down that path. I don't think we're going to go back to more restrictive. I think we're just going to kind of keep making it easier and easier. I could almost maybe even see freemium happening at some point and just kind of really exploit the fact that developers like to try new tools and the easier you can make it, the more you're probably going to end up in the top of the funnel. And as you get more sophisticated with you know, activating and having people have success on the trial, you can end up having a better sort of engine as you get more sophisticated. So I think that's probably our eventual destiny. But I, I kind of like the, the way we're going about it, where it's like, you know, do it sort of slowly over time as we feel like we have the infrastructure dialed and we have the support docs that people need. And like the app is understandable enough and reliable enough that throwing a lot more people in it is not, you know, terrible for us. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then also one other tactical thing I wanted to share in case it was useful for people. So because we had so many trials come in, uh, I'm more focused on trials than usual. And I was like kind of looking uh, a few days ago or like a week ago, maybe saying like, okay, how are the trials looking? And some of them look good. They've like, you know, invited a bunch of people and they're doing pairing. And then some of them looked real bad. Like, you know, one person signed up and invited no one or like three people had signed up and they hadn't paired at all amongst each other. And so I was like, okay, I want to try to figure out how to like help get these things activated. And so I tested a couple things. So like one thing I tried was sending out an email saying like, hey, like, how did you get blocked? Like, I'm curious, like, like I noticed you have signed up, but you haven't done anything. Like, is there anything that we can improve so, so you could like get in the product faster? No responses. Zero. Tried sending a similar email, but saying, uh, hey, if you do manage to get a call done in the next couple of weeks during your trial, let me know and we'll send you this cool shirt and like show them a picture of the t-shirt we have. And uh, got like a little bit of response kind of also didn't really seem to work no one was like oh cool awesome really definitely like like no one is like taking me up on that offer some people have actually activated since that email but i haven't seen any like cool i want like yes you have you sold me on this thing the next thing i tried was emailing people and just saying hey let me know if you want to do a tuple call next week i can show you some cool stuff in the product and that has been getting an awesome response. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah, the hit rate on that is like like at least double. Yeah. Um, and people are saying yes and sending out calls with me. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this is even better for me than just activating a trial because now I'm in, I'm in the product more, which I just think is good. The more I can use it, the better. And I'm getting the experience of like basically onboarding a person, which we used to do all the time, um, and just seeing what's confusing and what they like and what they don't like and, you know... What do I wish I could show them that I can't? You know, that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, wow, this is actually probably win-win. Like, I'm glad this is the one that's winning because I think this is actually even better than those other two options. Nice. And I wonder, yeah, because that's like the t-shirt is you're offering to give them something. But I suppose like maybe they're just like they're too early. They're like not in love with the brand yet. Like I feel like someone who's really like, you know, all about that tuple will want like all the tuple swag. But like, if you're just really brand new to it, you're just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I even want your shirt at this point, you know? Totally. But yeah. like to say like, I'm going to give you what could be like a behind the scenes look at some cool product stuff coming up and like a really concierge experience. I can see, I guess it makes sense why that would, why that would be kind of good bait, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And it's also kind of like a casual, it was like a one line email and like, I think it it reads more like, oh, like someone actually wrote this. Like this is not like, you know, the automated version or whatever. I feel it more human kind of and easy to read. It wasn't like a long multi-paragraph thing, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, oh, a quick offer. Like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds good. This kind of is an example of something I feel like we've been pretty good about doing that I wanted to like sort of mention because I think it's a good general lesson of um, starting with a manual process and then fig- trying to figure out the manual process and then automating after. 
because the easy thing to do here would be like, oh, like we want to increase trial conversion or like activation rate. We should have an automated email that goes out if people don't do it. And like you could do that. Maybe it moves the needle a bit, but you don't like, why is that email the one? How do you know that one actually is any good? But after some testing, it's like, oh, this one is really working best. If we're going to automate it, let's pick this one and maybe keep testing. Uh, but now I at least have sort of like a, a baseline of some some data and some experience to say like, this is this is the one we should actually do. Yep. It's not like you can just even take like the industry best practices on onboarding emails and slap those into your pipeline. Because I think every market is different, you know, different different spaces want completely different things in the form of onboarding someone like a ton of education some want you to not really email them at all maybe just a few here and there you know so i think yeah it varies so widely that i think it yeah it really does pay off to to test this stuff out i have it on my list to keep doing this like i've, I've experimented a little bit with like sending when people sign up i send myself an email from from the app and then i haven't done this consistently with every single one but i will occasionally test out like different different uh, like messages to send to people and i don't at this point it's too early i don't have a good sense of like what what generates the most response but it's kind of on my list of things to start doing again more more deliberately because there's you know there's a trickle of signups coming in every day and i want to learn things about like what compelled you to sign up and why are you here and how'd you hear about it and what do you what do you hope from the product and there's a lot of things i want to get from people but you can't just like hit people with a barrage of that you have to figure out your way to uh what's the the savviest way to kind of get in contact with this person in a way that they that they what will be valuable to them too you know yep absolutely yeah i love the idea of just kind of coming at it with real world experience and and data as opposed to well everyone says you should have a five-day thing that goes out this and the first email does this and the second email does this it's like yeah sure like if you had to write a blog post that told everyone what a good first thing is maybe but testing it for real is uh, kind of invaluable i think it's kind of the the story from over here what's going on with you cool. yeah so yeah i got this big thing shipped and i kind of just silently pushed it there were just a lot of a lot of loose ends to tie up so basically it was kind of converting the product over from from being configured primarily via the ui to being configured in a config file and deployed from a cli and there's a ton of benefits around this, you know, like you can, you can at a glance, see all the forms that are provisioned for your site, you can check the the file into your source control. So it lives right alongside your code. And like, it's very explicit, like, oh, I have a form that's keyed by contact. And in my front end code, I wire it up by the same key. And it's like everything lines up well, you can, you know, deploy it to multiple environments. So if you want to have like a staging environment with the same exact configuration, you could just deploy it to a, to a separate staging site in static kit. So ton of like benefits to this, I think I've touched on before, you know, it felt a little bit risky because this is kind of like a major change to the product, pulling back a lot of the capabilities that you could do in the UI and forcing you to use kind of a config file. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about what it sets me up to be able to do to like to add new functionality and only have to worry about updating the schema for the config file and maybe adding some helper helper utilities to the CLI. And I think it'll allow me to move a lot faster as I start kind of expanding like what capabilities forms can do and then other things that I may want to add to the to the suite. So I'm feeling feeling good getting this out the door because I have several hundred accounts active and a chunk of those have forms working 
um, I had to make sure that like when those people log in, what do they see now? Like, because a lot of the editing capability that was in the UI has been pulled out. And so I needed to present people with like, Hey, migrate to the new thing. Here's a, I generated your config for you. So all you have to do is drop this in a file and you can deploy it. And this is your, you know, this is where things stand today. And then here's a link to the docs. And I reworked the entire documentation site to try to present this in a very simple way. And there's like so much to writing good documentation. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even know if I feel like I'm the best at it, but like spent so much time just, what I found myself doing was being really verbose in trying to like make this feel simple, you know? So I had a lot of language there. Like all you have to do is just install this thing, just run this command and do this. And like the editing process was pretty relentless. Like I just was trying to chop out as much as I could because I think hitting people with like really long paragraphs of like soft language to make it feel like this is, this is no big deal. This is easy is overwhelming. So like trying to, trying to get things concise and yet still, nailing the point that I'm trying to nail so that it's like they immediately understand and yet they didn't have to read a whole paragraph to get it. Very tricky. <laughs> Definitely. That's a, yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, that The part of like, this is so easy. Look how long the docs are though. It's uh-huh. like, you know, people are going to feel it like intuitively as they look at the page. Like, is this easy? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's also like kind of this advice in, in technical writing that I, I think is pretty good, which is like avoiding the kind of like, you should just, and then you, and then, and then just do this, like as if everything is easy and like, oh, like you're never going to come across any problems. And like, this is always simple and can be kind of a, a smell perhaps. Yeah. I was very careful not to, um, there's a name for that. I can't remember what it's called, but like presumptive language, something like language that assumes that it's easy for somebody just simply do this or you can easily do this. And it's like, no, don't assume that like everyone comes with a different level of experience. Just present the information without that kind of bias in it. Yep, totally. Um, so then you said you launched this kind of quietly. Are you planning on like, have you announced it to your customers that do they know it's a thing? Like, did you email them or anything? So no. So I pushed it live yesterday and I ran the deploy scripts and carefully watched everything. And so by the end of the day, I was pretty, pretty fried. I was like, I could, I could just reach out to them the next day. And so I've been thinking about like what the right communication is for this. Like if they log in, they'll see the migration instructions. So it should be pretty straightforward. If they're going in to make changes, they'll get instructions. But yeah, I do want to send an email kind of announcing this as a, as a good thing and framing why and, um, mm-hmm, totally and all that. So not to give you more work to do, yeah. uh, but I wonder <laughs> if you could maybe get like a, a good manifesto blog post out of this or yeah. article. Yeah, which is like why data is the way to configure tools rather than clickable UIs or something. Yeah, I think there's a whole kind of case to be made for this. And like uh, it kind of aligns actually with kind of the move of a lot of tooling into a declarative format like like we use React now. And so we're not like manipulating the DOM with instructions. We're just telling it how we want the state of the world to be. And then the engine under the scenes makes it makes it all happen and that's basically what this is it's like you know you just tell me what forms you want and hit deploy and then if i need to create one i'll create it if i need to update existing ones i'll make those updates you know so it's like the declarative paradigm is almost always across the board a better experience and you know we already have that in like server provisioning with chef and puppet and like there's a lot of other places where this has been used but so i think there's a case a blog post to be written at least kind of framing this in that way yeah um yeah i think that'd be that'd be great you created yourself a nice opportunity here 
which is like you now have a, a thing a marketable thing to talk about and you can you could just say like we have this now or you could kind of you know make a little clickbait kind of i mean be useful to people and explain why <laughs> this is a this is kind of a good paradigm and what the advantages are and why they might want to think about it for their open source tool or whatever yeah totally yep I like I brainstormed all the marketable opportunities around this. So I have like several pages of notes about this that that I've jotted down. But then for the most of the last two weeks, I've just been like making actually making it so and building the product side of it. And now coming out of that, I'm like, I feel like I need a vacation from all this like effort that I've been putting in. And like I'm almost lacking the energy to do all the ideas that I want to do in, in like actually marketing the same. But I know that's like a really important thing to not ignore like don't just let this slide by as like oh it's just a little product update like no this is significant and it was a significant effort and there's a lot of good things to point out about it so uh, yeah for sure i think at the very least everyone on your mailing list should hear about it yeah yeah but i tell you in a format that they could share even with other people would Mm -hmm. be cool Mm -hmm. yeah I can I can empathize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, great. The dev work is now done. Great. Now now you same person you go go do a bunch of marketing things. And yeah, yeah. Apply your creativity and write some more. Remember all the docs you wrote. Well, you know, do a mm-hmm. whole bunch more writing and editing mm-hmm. and all that. Right. So, challenging. Yep. But that is the work we do. Yeah, and it it would be a shame to miss the opportunity to yeah. to like you know turn it into that that sort yep. of additional value. Totally. Yep. No, I agree. Do you feel good being out from under the that project though? Oh yeah, it feels really good. Yep. And now I can I can kind of turn my attention towards I wanted to try to reignite another round of conversations with people who have have come into the fold, who have registered for accounts. The strategy from the get-go with Static Kit was like, okay, there's a trend around static websites. There's the Jamstack ecosystem. There's there's a lot of interesting things happening. I'm interested in building tooling in this space. But for me, there's still a lot of open questions around like what, like I know there are people buying tools in this space, but I want to find, I want to find my market. I want to find, you know, get edge closer to product market fit and treat this as an equation that I'm solving. And part of that, a big part of that is like, I launched something simple, a simple tool right now, just forms. And you know, that's can be valuable to people, get people in the door and effectively become kind of generate leads, generate flow for people coming into my circle that I can then talk to about like, okay, what else, what else do you need? What other problems do you have? So kind of doing, yeah, back to some of those kind of initial like product interview type questions with the people who are like interested enough to be using my product or have at least signed up for it. I kind of want to do another round of reigniting those conversations, which will help, you know, help me iterate into kind of what's what's the next focus for tools in the kit or for expanding forms or, you know, what is it that people who are in my realm right now, what do they want? Um, Totally. Yeah, I feel like in this early stage, especially because you are open to exploration still, like any week that goes by where you're not having a couple conversations with people is, is probably not ideal. Yep. Yep. And I think that's why even even like just turning my focus on this longer task for a couple of weeks and kind of letting other things slow down was just so um, painful, <laughs> really just mentally challenging, you know, so mm-hmm. totally. Well, you can come out from under it now. Yep. Totally. After you do your marketing, mm-hmm. eat your marketing vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But then like if that works, then you should generate a sort of a flurry of new interest in inbound things. And yep capturing some of that and turning it into conversation sounds really useful yep yep yeah and it's a nice it's a nice cycle i mean it's cool to to look at 
you know, I haven't done a ton of content marketing, for example, for this, but there are a few guides and a few things on my site and just to look over my analytics and see like, oh, that drove 300 visits in the last, you know, five days. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. If I had 10 more of those that I've put a lot of attention into and made them actually valuable, like that's, that's a lot of traffic potential. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to kind of turn some focus back to that and get, how do I get even more people in the door so that I can talk to them and figure out how to get closer to product market fit. So, yeah, totally. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else going on? <laughs> um, Probably not, right? You just, yeah, just that's just a big thing. That's, I imagine that's your thing. That's, that's the, that's the big thing on my mind. Yeah. I am traveling. So I'm heading out to California for a two weeks, actually, one of the longest trips I've taken in a while. It'll be a working trip, so visiting family and stuff, and uh, plan to, like, kind of have my office away from the in-law's house, <laughs> just so I can make sure to get my, get a good chunk of time to get get stuff done uh, while I'm out there, which I think I've, I've learned the hard way that that's what I need to do to make sure that, like, my days aren't too chopped up or too distracted, you know? I hear this is a great time to visit California. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily we, luckily I don't come from the area where there's, you know, bazillions of wildfires, <laughs> but mm-hmm. hopefully and we make it through. People being evacuated and a lack of power and all that. Yeah, man, things are getting rough. I know. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be breathing in the smoke. It all kind of settles in the central Valley floor. Um, mm. so I'm not, not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Hopefully it'll be good anyway. Yeah, but it is. Uh, I think it's like seventy degrees over there right now, and um, mm. we've been in the the twenties this week. Um, wow! Already, so, yeah. <laughs> well, here it comes. So I know, I know. It's almost too hot here. It's weird. Like it's it was like sixty six today, and it's like it's just bizarre to walk outside and have it be that hot. Yeah, I don't know That's what's strange. going on. I mean, I do, but I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, you think we should just uh, wrap it up? Uh, yeah, let's wrap it. All right. Show notes. Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. See ya.